Alright, we live, baby. And we back. And we back. We back. Not for episode one, or two, or three, but four. Not five, Woo-hoo! not six, not seven, but episode four. Alright, we ain't Fast and Furious here. We don't got nine movies, but nine episodes, yeah. Not yet. Dude, I still love the movies though. I still really, really like those movies. Honestly, like probably one of my favorite like movie series out there. Like I love like the amount of like character progression they have in terms of like when they run out of characters, characters they just turn like one of the main characters into a bad guy, and just keep recycling every single character. I don't know if you guys saw the the trailer for the new movie, but they literally brought back a dead guy out of nowhere, no explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, this is a weird point I'm gonna make about these movies. It's mad funny about the number of bald people on the cast. I'm gonna put that out there. That is true. They got, what's his, Tyrese Gibson. They got Bruce Willis. Not Bruce Willis. Did he have Bruce Vin, No, not Bruce Willis. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Diesel yeah, that's the guy. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I keep, I keep forgetting that. Dwayne Johnson's in that too. They even got uh, Jason Statham out last time, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the shot too, bro. They got a hell of a people. It makes them seem more badass. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I guess, yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely a common theme in the movie, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we back for episode four, and this time we're going to talk about a, a, a concept that hits very close to home. We're basically just trying to reenact Hassan Minaj's Homecoming King in this episode right now. Uh, that's a fire, fire, fire uh, show to watch on Netflix. If it's still there, right? It's a fire, fire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's still there. Actually, I was. Also, until, I, I, I believe it's Hassan. <laughs> oh, damn. See, oh, this, damn. this is perfect for this episode because we. This episode. Yes, because called- your, your name is Akil. So, you should call him Hassan. Actually, it's Actually, but you know what? Okay, yeah, actually, it's We're, we're going to do a little uh, social experiment here before we even get started get on this started. episode. But, uh, alright, so l- let me introduce the episode at first. Our episode topic this week is, as we can all relate, A, B, C, D, not the letters, but just American-born confused Daisy. Because, you know, we, we all live through that uh, personality our entire lives. Well, most of us. Uh, we all, we go through that shit every day. Don't know whether to act Indian or American in some cases. So, uh, I actually brought. I like how you brought up and like pointed my name. Cause okay, so like, how would you say that? Say my name. I would say Akil, cause I know that that's your name. Right, and said say my name. I said I I said I low key in the beginning used to say Akil. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I definitely used to say that. I do the same thing with um uh, our good friend uh. Ritika. I used to call it Ritika, too. I used to call it Ritika all the time. And she finally like, said something but about it. But here's like, the thing, yeah. though. She didn't correct people. And I'm sure you didn't yeah. correct people, oh, either. No, I so didn't. that's also I something that we kind of... We allow yeah. it. I got no. called out in uh, college, actually. Because, you know, I went all of high school. When I'm in high school, I think it started in preschool, actually, where... I would tell people my name's Akil, but they, they'll they just be like, uh, they'll say Akil, so at one point I gave up, and I, I used to introduce myself as Akil, let alone correct people, but then, I think once I got to, like, college, and I introduced myself as Akil, 
I, I don't remember who it was, but someone's like, shut the fuck up. Your name's not Akil. It's Akil. And I'm like, God damn. Well, I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, like, I've never been, like, yeah. corrected like this. Right. I mean, it starts with, like, our friends not even saying anything either about it. Because, like, some of us do know it. We're not, we're not, we don't say anything about it. But it also does start with ourselves, right? Like, if we're not correcting anybody, why? Like, it's not on them. It's only on us, really. Because once you correct them, they'll try their best to get it right. But for me specifically, like, I gave into it, and I was just like, you can't say my name right. I'm going to call myself Sid. Keep it short and simple. People, the stuff that white people say anyways, that Sid is, like, a white person's name, too, with the, the Y in the middle, S-Y-D, but I go by S-I-D. But it's kind of shitty now, because, like, I literally don't even, like, I don't think the last per- time, like, a friend or, like, a, you know, a peer or a colleague even, or anybody my age, like, call me Siddharth. Like, Siddharth, sorry, that's the proper way of saying it. But, um... No one's, it's like weird. And then when someone does, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, the last time, the last time I hear it, anytime I really hear it, it's like from my mom or dad. And that's only when they get mad, right? When they right. say like your foreign real name, when they're fucking mad as hell at you. But, and like at home, there's like pet names and stuff, right? And like with family friends, they call me pet names too. But it's crazy. Like I literally, dude, in emails now, it's kind of fucked up. Because even in emails, I'd be saying Sid Ravula. Like I don't even say Siddharth Ravula sometimes. It's weird. But I don't know about you guys. I mean, that's also very like a co- that's a very common like thing to do, right? Like, your name's Siddharth. I don't think I don't think I, there's a single friend of mine whose name is Siddharth that I actually refer to as Siddharth. Yeah, it just turns into Sid all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's your Hmm. Oh, Lena's name's pretty easy, I think, for the most part. That's the right way for Koikel. However, growing up, I've always been called Elena, Elena, because like the way that it's spelled, it's obviously not with two E's and it's not with an I, it's with one E. So I've been called Elena, Elena, sometimes Alana for people who are not able to read. Um, but yeah, I actually, unlike you, I actually correct people immediately because I get pissed off. I'm like, don't call me Elena because like people at that point forget that I'm even Indian um because they're like oh her name's alena like she's alena. hispanic she she looks hispanic too so that's what her name is and i'm like no it's actually alena so it yeah. helps them understand when i do correct them that i'm actually not hispanic yeah i mean yeah, actually, yeah. before i got to know you i'm pretty sure i thought your name was alena too alena Quakel. that's what happened yeah, I, 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 I feel like it makes sense why people mess that up the first time just because the spelling because i have a friend that's also name is only her name is also Alina, but she's supposed she with two E's. Two E's, right. yeah. So it's just a given with that, but like with you, like I get that first time, but you can't fuck it up after that. Like, but the other ones that you were saying were just goofy as hell. Like I never thought Eleanor or something like that. I feel like it's kind of yeah. like I've never even. I feel like it starts with the E if it's like Eleanor or something, but or H even. There might be a Helen, maybe a Helena or something. But Helena, Helena, yeah, yeah. something. But I'm kind of curious. Got, you've gotten Alien, Alina. Oh Jesus! Alien. <laughs> people, yeah, I think that, people really I think do not name. know how to read. <laughs> oh my God! No, I'm I'm a choose to be illiterate here and refer to you as a, a, alien now. Like, There's no doubt about that. Like, do they know what alien is even spelled like? Jeez. I guess not. No way. I'm kind of curious though, like with our listeners. I mean, not even just our listeners, but like I'm sure you guys have friends that you always wonder, like. Like, you know, we know back in the day in elementary school, bro, like, 
getting from when the, the the first day of school and the teacher would read out the names, you'd be like oh, thinking all the Indian kids in the back of your mind, like, oh, I can't wait for the teacher to fuck up this name. I can't wait for this teacher to fuck up this name. And like, they go back and forth, and it's the goofiest shit when like the kid will like correct the teacher, and the teacher will still be fucking it up four or five six times after like yeah. saying the run. And like, and sometimes they'd be repeating the same mistake they said the first time. So it's mad confusing why. Like, sometimes you literally have to be at phonetic. You got to do that phonetic shit, like how they do for graduation when you write out the phonetics of it. I looked, he didn't even know what to write for mine at one point. I was like, fuck, what do I, the Sid, uh, Darth, like Darth Vader? Like, I put that in mind. It was mad goofy, but like. You guys actually I mean, that will make sense. Like, they would understand that. That's a mm-hmm. way for them to understand. No, but like, did you guys actually like struggle with that? Like, having your name called out on the first day? Or like, even by like a sub or something? Have me try. Every time. I would fully just brace myself to hear Elena. Like, I would prepare myself every single time. Yeah, I think... So, yeah, Akil, I know you were saying, like, mine is simple. But, like, for mine, which is fuck, which is really crazy, though, is, like, honestly, like, I wouldn't even know, like, how to pronounce it sometimes because my dad would say, like, with his own way because he's the one who named me, per se. But, like, my, my mom would say it would be a little different in terms of, like, I guess, like, maybe the pronunciation or come, like, the sounds or something. But, like, other, like, family friends would say it different, too. But I think, like, with teachers, like, I had to stress, like, the D-H in my name. Because, like, it's, people just think, and they they say it how it's spelled, right? They think it's S-I-D-D-A-R-T-H, but there's an H after the second D. So, like, my dad says it, like, he definitely, like, really, really enunciates the H after the D. So, it's, like, da, like, dark. Like, he puts, <laughs> he emphasizes that whenever he says it. So, like, it's dark. Like, that's how he, like, says it sometimes. So, it's just, like... Yes, that's kind of what it really is. And, like, m- more people say it a different way. You're like, fuck, maybe that's my name. When you're a younger kid, too. Like, when you're a kid, like, shit. Like, everyone just says it the same way. Fuck, maybe that's what your name is pronounced. But um, that's why, like, boy, I went to, with three letters at that point. You can't fuck that shit up. It's three letters, so. Mm-hmm. What? It was so bad for me. Like, for me, I always knew that, you know, what when they're, like, reaching, like, the end of the... Uh, the end of the alphabet is, like, last name. You know, like, when they're about... Like, when they get to the, ba- the Vedia name, right? Like, yeah, like, you know, there's all there was always like this extra confusion on the face of that sub or the teacher, like a a five minute pause. just like try to get the name down. Not sure how to pronounce it. And obviously, like, yeah, like my name's not just Akil. It's it's a Kalish. So, you know, it's it would be so funny because they'd be at the piece of paper for like five seconds. This confused look on their face and and the name the. The name that would come out was definitely not Akilish. It was like, I think the worst one I ever got was Akayalish. It's kind of like, where where did you get the extra Y, the extra A, and then Leash? Like, you you dead ass said Leash. Where'd you get that from, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk. Bro. Can we call you, can we call you Kylie? Akylie? Kylie? Kylie? Kylie Jenner? The worst nickname I got was like Kilu. I'm like, what, what the fuck is a Kilu? Oh, Dude, no. that's so funny, but like Loki, have you thought about when people say your name's different? You're like, fuck, that Loki sounds like a fire name. Maybe I should change that shit to that or change the pronunciation of it. So that's that has be- never happened to me. No, I, don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. When they don't need to be like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I go by like I go by AK when I like I have to put a name down at a restaurant or something because I think that's so much easier to just like spell out. But yet, I, sometimes they ask me, "How do you spell that?" And I literally have to go AK. That's it. It's not that hard. 
That's funny as hell. Uh, I think we can go on hours talking about this low-key just because, like, it's something we've dealt with throughout, like, the K-12 through system. And even in college, let's be for real. Any educational system because yeah. it's just trying to find oh, out your yeah. name. Definitely. But, um, I think we have a lot more stuff to unpack here because I know there's a lot of struggles with being one of the famous ABCDs. You know, one of the – not the famous, sorry. <laughs> one of the yeah, common – <laughs> I like to think we're we're popular in the Naperville community here, um, mm-hmm. but I, a huge thing, you know, um, when talking about ABC, right? If you're American born, you know, confused Daisy. There's that aspect of the Daisy culture and being, you know, battling with Daisy Daisy culture and American culture, right? So let's let's start with this first question. Kind of like, what, you know, do you think there is a double standard of being too Indian or not Indian enough, right? Like, what are you guys thinking about that? Because I know with constant battle with, but not just with us three, but like our peers too, like. We see it all the time, like, you know, deciding between both cultures. And is it really a bet? Is there really a double standard with that? Like, what do you guys think? Um, I think there used I to be. I think so. Like, Maybe I guess, there used yeah. To be. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, it's still there. But sorry, Alina, you can go first, actually, especially because, like you said, there definitely is. Well, I think even now, I kind of, I mean, this goes with anyone. Um, You kind of have to, like, it's an equal push and pull from each culture, but you're not necessarily absorbing either culture entirely, like at a given time. Um, I guess it kind of depends on the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you guys mean by like double standard here though? Like what double standard in terms of what? So essentially like when you're here in America, you don't feel like you're American. You're clearly not like you look different um yeah we don't have an accent or anything but our parents do and like people know by looking at us they're like hey like where are you from chicago but where are you really from you know like people will ask that so that's evident that you're not from here right even though you are from here but then when you go to india people laugh at you because you have an accent there um even when you speak your mother tongue they're like oh you have this weird like twang to your voice Right. Um, and they'll like laugh at you and whatever. So there, you're Indian, but you're not Indian enough. And then here, right. you're American because you were born and raised here, and you're a citizen. Right. Um, but you're not American enough. Yeah. So yeah, it's like true. that's the double win. standard. You gotta either you can't be like really you can't be only American. Like it's either like you gotta be really American or you gotta be really Indian. It's like one or the other type of trying to decide between mm-hmm. both. And it is kind of messed up. Yeah, I really quick though. Like I like. I feel like just, like, that aspect of, like, speaking, like, your, your mother tongue, right, when you speak your mother tongue and having that accent, per se, like, that has to be more acceptable when we go to India, like, our not even just our cousins, I know, like, I'm sure you guys have, like, had interactions, and when you were younger, maybe, at least I did, like, when speaking Telugu, per se, I'm not the best at it, and, like, have my cousins kind of make fun of me in the beginning, right, um, I just feel like that, that needs to kind of, like, that ha- I mean, obviously, just, since it's bad, it should kind of stop, but I'm trying to say, like, cousins and, like, you people you see in India should be more understanding of that, because, Within the educational system in India, like it's almost which is great is that within their curriculum, they're they're asking students to you know learn English like as one of the things they learned within school, and then on top of that, learn the national language, which is Hindi, great. And then even more sometimes, like even Telugu too, which is just expected them to know. Because in my case, like if you're from Hyderabad or Hyderabad, and like from Telangana per se, like Telugu is a um a common language. But like here in the U.S., it's a struggle when it comes to that because it's like we're taught one language and it's up to us kind of to decide like, Hey, like what secondary language do we want to pick up? And most of the times it's Spanish, right. Or French, or it's like German or Mandarin, the extra, like those other ones that, which is kind of like interesting, interesting to talk about. Cause we're not even like, 
when we picked up, when we pick up that extra language, is it, it's in terms to still interact within the culture, within people, within our own country, right? But with like with uh, with Indian students, right? Students that are in the system in India, like they're talking about languages that are like all throughout like the world type things, where they're going to be talking with. Like the hope is that that language will bridge the gap for them to either get a job or even meet people in a different country, right? We're talking about within our same country. And it's like interesting because the U.S. itself is a melting pot, right? We, we throw out that term. There's so yeah. many languages within the U.S. So any, typically speaking, any language we want to learn is super applicable. Like we're going to be talking, eventually there are going to be times we're going to meet someone who is German, who might, who, fuck, dude, Swedish too. You don't know, like, who knows? Like your CEO of the company you work for might be Swedish. I mean, if you work for IKEA, then that's guaranteed, right? Like, I'm trying to make it more. Shut up. That's it. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it comes in terms of that. Like, it's weird because the language we pick up is just like, okay, we're trying to, like, make ourselves look better. You know, like, application-wise, hey, like, we learned a secondary language, Spanish per se, and it's better because we can talk to more people in healthcare, for example, right? It's my last thing. Like, I'm talking a lot. But Spanish, right? We talk about Spanish as a huge thing for healthcare workers because we deal with a lot of uh, patients that are that do primarily speak Spanish. And especially with areas where there is primarily Spanish people and where, like, like you know, where there's a primary amount of people that are Hispanic, right? You, having that Spanish language as you're in the back of your um, arsenal is great so you can communicate with them and stuff like that. Um, my biggest point is, like, the system kind of, like, has kind of, like, kind of structured into, like, this aspect of being an ABCD, if you know what I'm trying to say. I know, like, it might seem like a stretch. I don't know if it sounds like a stretch to you guys, but I feel like that system has kind of, like, implemented that in a certain way like because like me speaking Telugu or like Akil you, you speaking Marathi or like Alina you speaking Malayalam that isn't part of like our everyday lives in our educational system educational like environment we yeah. have to pick that up in terms of our parents and put that on them it yeah. becomes their responsibility to teach, teach that to them unless like we live in India for a couple of years which is great for some because I know some people who lived in India for a couple of years during their younger years and the grandparents teach them cousins teach them sure that's great but it becomes like a cultural thing that they have to learn on, we have to learn on our own it's not within our educational system. Again, that's just like my opinion as to like why that kind of formulates. And I'm only speaking about that because like I, it, it was definitely a struggle, and I'm still struggling to this day, being able to speak Belugu and kind of learn it and be able to speak to my cousins because it's like a constant battle. And I feel really shitty too because like my grandparents live with me and I can't like you know convey to them like I can't talk to them like the best to my ability. And like it's it's not like I don't want to speak to them either, right? Like I I want I have so many things to say, but like being able to, you know, put that into the, the writing or the words or whatever, that barriers, like, you know, to a certain degree. So, sorry to get all deep on y'all, but that's what I was trying to, that's what I was thinking. I don't know, it really popped in my mind, but I don't know if y'all relate to that, if that made sense at all, like, um, but yeah. It definitely makes sense. So, I was like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if, like, but for me personally, though, like, I, I, I can, like, definitely say I can't relate for the most part, just because, like, so I actually grew up, actually, like, my parents made sure that we continue to speak like Marathi in the house. So that's mm-hmm. why for me, like to this day, like I'm I'm still pretty fluent. Um, well, not even pretty, I am fluent. The only thing is like, I, obviously after living here for, I mean, how many, like I moved here when I was two and a half. So living here for about like 22 years now, not 22, sorry, 21 years now. It's kind of like, obviously when I speak in Marathi, there's going to be like some English words that come in here and there because I'm not like the most like, you know, skill that marathi but it's just i mean that what, what we were saying about the double standard is uh i definitely sort of exist here because like i swear like when i go out to like family parties or something and some uncle or auntie is there like speaking in marathi and then i actually respond in marathi they have a look of genuine surprise on their face because they don't expect that from someone like me uh like most kids like my age 
they don't know how to speak it at all anymore. So they will most of the time respond in English. But when I when I respond in Marathi, it's like, oh, they're so impressed because they didn't expect that. But at the same time, though, mm-hmm. when I go back to India and I will speak in uh, I'll speak in Marathi or something, uh, I get made fun of because of like how I have an accent or something. And I, I don't understand how I have a, how uh, I have an accent because obviously you can't tell that yourself. But and it is really interesting for me to actually see that even though I've been speaking it for the last like 23 years of my life, it's still something that I have an accent with when I go there and attempt to speak uh, speak in that uh, to like family members there as well. Yeah. I think it's such a beautiful thing like that we have made that attempt to preserve that language because like who knows like how many generations that will persist for like we obviously have to make like an active effort to teach our kids after our parents are gone right um, you guys and will, I actually though? didn't like what's up do you think you actually will like this is something I actually like I'm gonna I'm gonna for sure try mm-hmm. obviously it won't be like the same quality right um and like my accent isn't the greatest and i don't know every word there is to know but um with like malayalam it's like such a sassy language and i feel like the way that i speak it is kind of how i hear it spoken at home like my dad and like mom like bigger with each other like that's the malayalam that i picked up and like people love to hear me speak it like just like in public and stuff like if you're like talking shit about like randos like in Malayalam and they're like damn you're actually like you know your shit and I'm like yeah I mean this is how I hear my parents talk to each other at home that's that's the real tea but (laughs) um actually I didn't know this but like when I was really really little like the I would spend so many summers in India like probably every other summer I would be there our whole family would go and that was back before we were in school right like I haven't been able to go that frequently since college started um but as a little kid I was there all the time and my parents told me so many stories of me just like speaking nothing but Malayalam um because it was like all that my relatives spoke and I would just be outside talking to like random strangers on the street like I don't even know what I'd be saying to them half the time but they said like the guy who would come to like drop off milk every morning like I would just have full-out conversations with him when I was like three or four years old I was like that's really cool because I probably would not like I would be too shy to do that now because I'm older and I'm like really self-conscious about like my accent and like the way I roll my r's and stuff like that like that was never an issue before I would just like no filter like be like hey what's up bro but like now I couldn't be like I wouldn't be able to do that right right I think conversationally it's a little different and Another thing is, like, I feel like, I don't know if you guys, like, I'm sure you could be, you guys can relate with this, like, uh, we learned a lot, like, the nuances and everything, nuances within our language, and just overall the language itself, like, from, like, culturally, culturally speaking, right, like, from movies, songs, like, sometimes, like, sometimes, like, you know, during pujas even, like, you know what I mean, like, when I hear, like, the priest say something in Telugu for you guys, when you, with your mother tongue, right, like, sometimes I'll hear things, it's, like, different variations of what we're talking about, right, but, like, I'm speaking that, like, speaking on the fact that like i've also learned so much just from like movies and like you know music and stuff and then sometimes from literature in the sense of like not literature that's written in telugu but like in telugu but that's in like english so like found it out in english but yeah like another thing is just like that's how i picked it up in terms of that and going back to you kill i definitely will like try my best in terms of teaching it too because we want to that like makes us who we are right like it's a huge part mm-hmm. of who we are and like that's why i want to continuously keep that going right like it's almost like I don't know, like, what do you guys think in terms of that, too? Like, like, are you really, like, are you really Marathi, Akil, if you don't, you know, don't, can't speak Marathi, right? Like, does that, like, at one point, if that is gone within a generation, like, 
are you really Marathi? Are you? Am I really Telugu? Are you? Are you really? Like you really? Are you really Malu? Like you know what I'm trying to say? Like does that? Like if you don't speak that language, then can you say like I am that person? Like I know that shitty to say right now. Like in terms of like, because there are people that me specifically. Am I really Telugu? Because I don't speak it, but like I do like still embody certain things of the cult of the culture. Like I still look like so what do all the aspects of culture like i'll partake in it and, and yeah. like, like i am like i'm always willing to learn but like you know what i'm trying to say like in the future like if it just becomes a thing if you're not speaking that language you're not teaching it like you have like you are you seen as that you know are you seen as that culture uh, from that per- a person from that culture per se like well you know what the crazy thing is though like there so what you're saying like obviously like you said as well uh you you're still pertaining to the culture you still like carry out like the culture events and i'm like yeah. Uh, like even like dressing style or something like that so you still follow all of that so that's what makes you yeah. eligible in the end or like for me i mean I, i'm gonna be honest like when it comes to like marathi stuff like all i speak all i know is i speak the language i like i okay. watch hindi movies i listen to punjabi music and i go to garbas every year so like i definitely i cannot say i do much like marathi stuff i guess but yeah i mean i, I still speak the language every day so i think that's enough for me but i, I will have to say though like when it comes to like that, that question I asked you guys about, like, will you try to pass it on? I don't know if I will be able to pass it on, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. even though I, I'm very fluent in it, I have to say that, you know, your your kids pick up, like, what... I mean, even as kids, we picked up what our parents were, like, putting down, in a sense. Like, you know, I picked up Marathi from my parents because we spoke it in the house every day. I think there's 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 a very very small chance that with my significant other i will speak in any language besides like english because that's where we live in america like we this is how we meet people here like speaking english i'm not about to go up to some random girl and start speaking marathi that's what probably makes me come off as a creep then so <laughs> i'm just saying like it's like i don't think i don't see how i would be passing on the language if like i, I don't even speak to a significant other or like my future wife in terms in like marathi then or like whatever language is in the house mm-hmm. yeah. yeah at I the very that- least i would really want my kids to at least understand it so like if my parents were to talk to them like right. yeah maybe they will respond in english but at least they can understand yeah. like the language because i feel like when you listen to my parents talk there's so many just like jabs there and like just like subtle humor that like you would not pick up on unless you knew the language, you know? And I would not want my kids to miss out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to rely a lot on our parents to actually be the ones that actually pass on that language to our future kids, too. Like, it'll be more on them than even us, to be honest. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I think that's completely right. Like, teaching that, teaching the language, at least for me specifically, like, to being a teacher will be hard. Just because I already, like, I can only understand it as it is. Like, speaking is, like, very minimal. But like, yeah, because like if, because like if for someone like me, right, if I can't even speak it fluently, like, how is that my kids gonna ever get it really? Because my, yeah, my, exactly. my parents have to be the one that speaks it in order for them to even like understand like you know what it sounds like. Because understanding is great and all, but then that that's how we lose like the connection that Kill was talking about in order to pass it on. Because someone else you got to, that these words need to be spoken in that language still. Um, but that's actually a really interesting thought, Akil. I honestly like didn't even think about it in terms of that. Like I think I thought about it, like here and there, but not really like actively think about it. like shit like focusing on teaching it and like continuously making like continue it on kind of a thing because like we're like kind of that bridge now right because like our parents like either they studied here or they studied in india and they came here and they learned english too so like they're like just they have like that huge you know they have, they have the huge responsibility of ha- helping us navigate through this culture and then also teach us like our like our, our like our, our like home culture per se 
for lack of words, home culture. Like that culture is not going to be like difficult for me, and, and at least in my personal like um trajectory, I think I don't think teaching the culture will be hard for me because like I still, you know, I still stick a lot to the culture itself, like in terms of like the music, movies, like holidays and events and all that. I will still like partake in that as much as possible. I think it's just like the language factor that I'm like actually like sort of concerned about, but it's also like you know something not to worry about right now. It's just whatever's just gonna happen is gonna happen, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean the thing the we have to understand is like we can teach it and all about that, right? Like the biggest thing is how will our children re- receive it, like reception of it, the receptiveness of it, making sure they're like continuously like trying their best to learn it and like staying on them without being like you know a hard ass on them, you know? Like obviously. Yeah, that's that's the that's a different episode if we ever want to talk about how to be a parent, but like, um, like obviously that's a huge part about that. And like, we can, but the, the beauty in that is like, we understand that struggle. So I feel like we'd even be better at teaching that aspect. Yeah, because we we were, on them. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, like if we have anything else to talk about that, even like the double standard, I know, we, I don't really know if we answered it completely, but like, I think for what I wanted to say in terms of like the double standard aspect of it, I think, like, what do you think, like, so with our parents, right, like, we have, like, those expectations, like, for them, like, it's good, we're, in their mind, like, what do you think, it's good in, like, sorry, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, so in their mind, right, in their view, it's the best if we're, like, super into our culture, we're very, like, very, very daisy, like, sorry, I can't think of a better word, but you're very daisy, like, mm-hmm. they have to be good in their eyes, right, and, like, we're dealing with the other aspect of, like, our acceptance also comes from, like, our peers and, like, our friends, right, like, our teachers or educators and all that right like in that aspect we're trying to be really americanized too so like there definitely is like there definitely is a struggle right we're trying to find like how can we be accepting of both i don't know yeah that makes sense right like trying to seek acceptance from both and like trying that itself is super hard because we're trying to please our like our home life and like our our family and then also like the people that we're continuously around um and you guys are going to be like akila for example in the workplace too like that's another aspect of work has its own culture too, but like being something oh, to yeah. work like stuff like that. And it definitely, it, it's tough. Like there, there definitely is like a double standard because of like the people were around, but we shouldn't put it out upon ourselves. Kind of a thing. Like you've got to do your best in trying to balancing both. And like, whatever makes you who you are is great. Like, obviously like the certain parts of like each culture, right. You, you do what you can to kind of like, you know, that you can deal with or like trying to I don't want to say to get by but like you know what I'm trying to say in terms of like when for, for my parents example uh like when coming from India and like studying here like for whatever maybe a master's and then finally getting a job like at least getting to know like the just you know understanding English I think is good enough too right like because you obviously need to convert your job here but mm-hmm. I think it's hard for them for people like that to like be able to get the nuances in that culture like you, you, it's like harder to expect that out of people because that's not like something you're commonly doing um right it's just definitely like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about that. Just because like we already know what the struggle is, and you guys definitely are saying like Akil, you're saying that there isn't, but Alina, you're saying there is, right? Um, well, no, I mean, I'm not I saying like there, there is. I, I've always felt that there is. Yeah, I mean, and even in what what you said, Sid, like in terms of like our parents wanting uh like us to be Indian and outside, yeah, well, yeah. peers wanting us to be like more American in a sense, like. I think it goes the other way too. Like our parents also expect us to have some sort of like American culture in us so that we can help them out. And also peers right. around us sort of ex- expect us to also uphold some of like the, I mean, it, it sounds shitty, but like, you know, like uphold some of the stereotypes that are uh, placed on like our culture as well. Like 
I remember I was going to say mm-hmm. this last week, but I can't like begin to tell you guys how many times I like in middle school I heard, oh you're pr-, like if if I don't need the, if I didn't need the answer to some question I'd got uh, oh you're pretty dumb for an Indian like what the what the hell does that mean yeah. like uh, they want you to still stick to that sort of role that they place yeah. you in. Oh yeah, putting a label on their, their shit. But like what I so for me to like I think. I, maybe my parents do expect me to be like uphold like American values and like un- be cultured in that sense, but I feel like I don't maybe physically think and I don't physically see it. Maybe that's also probably because I embody it enough. I'm trying to learn my basic culture too, so that's probably what it is. But I feel like I've never, I've been, not gonna lie, I've never really heard anybody until you really say like my parents expecting it and like like at like expecting that aspect of it, or like at least you visibly seeing them like for yeah. for you to be like to be an Americanized or whatever. I mean it in the sense because like they want you to pass it on. Well, not pass it on, but like they want you to teach them about it too. Like I mean, I know for a fact that like, I mean, okay, so like Christmas is not. I, I know Christmas is a religious holiday, but even like culturally speaking, in America, Christmas is huge. And mm-hmm. uh, for me, I'm such a big fan of Christmas that like in my family, you know, after years of like maybe not doing it like too big, like, when I was like, old enough, I was able to help out with like Christmas around the house and actually like deck out the house in a way that like. I mean, our, our house looks straight like a a white family Christmas from like a a white classic Christmas movie. So, mm. that's what I'm trying to say is like they they expect you to help out with stuff like that, or like even like like straying away from um holidays, even like music. If they they expect you to know your share in music so that you can help them out whenever they need some sort of like American music, movies, same thing. Like they expect you to sort of like teach them too, like how they taught us how to be well, how to like uphold our indian culture uh they want you to like tell, teach them how to like integrate in american culture as well i think i mean i know you were like agreeing like do you have anything to, like uh like do you do you have a do you agree with this i guess that's all i'm trying to ask i can't really think of like instances where they asked me to like fill them in on like pop culture um however i feel like they kind of stumble upon it by themselves you know like my parents yeah. They used to not be tech savvy at all. Like now, I'll find them like watching like TikToks, you know, and they'll like <laughs> yeah, okay. send they'll send me memes, and <laughs> you know, like me and my dad talk like NBA like all the time. Like they kind of developed these interests by themselves. I didn't necessarily have to like push it on them or like inform right. them about it, but like I definitely kind of am that bridge between them and like American culture if they need it. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason I see it more in my family here and there is because, like, I mean, kind of, Sid, like like you said, you don't see it as much because you are already, like, you say that you're more American than you are, like, uh, like an Indian sort of culture uh, enthusiast. And, I mean, I don't know if, <laughs> enthusiast is a pretty shit, dumb word, but that's the first one to come up with. Um, but, Alina, would you say you're the same as Sid in that case? In what case? In like that, you consider yourself to be more like in American culture than like Indian culture. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that I'm more American even now. Like, I think you have to put. Let's put it like this, right? Like, I remember asking to kill the same thing. Like, if literally, like, <laughs> okay, I don't want. This is really radical, but if I put a gun at your head right now, if I say, "Are you more? Do you are you more Malu or are you more American?" That's so serious. <laughs> I know that's. Like, but I'm trying to like get you decide between one or the other. Like it's like, can't be in the middle, obviously. So there's no wrong answer here either. So what would you say? Like between, I still I mean, feel like I mean I guess I would have to say American just because I'm not like 
fluent in my language. And I, I definitely feel like I stick out more in India than I stick out here, even though I stick out in both places. So I guess I would have to say more American. But I also consider myself to be more of like a chameleon, kind of like kind of just adjust to my surroundings, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, when Sid asked me, like my immediate answer was like Indian, probably, because like you know I still love my Indian music and movies, like Indian food, like all this. I think like I shift more towards like Indian side of the culture than I do like American culture. Like I, well, I mean, but at the same time, like, it's kind of like what you said too, you know, like it's kind of like a chameleon in nature because. Obviously, if I'm with, like, my friends, I would not be putting on, like, Arijit Singh. I'll probably be putting on Drake, because I'd get, yeah. like, roasted if I put on Arijit Singh in a pregame. And you also get roasted on Drake sometimes, being the basic fuckboy, but it's fine. That's true. He's shot for me over and over again. I'm good. Uh, I mean, I think, that, I mean, for me, too, like, the reason I say more American, too, is because I feel like I... The one thing that I'm li- missing is the language, because like I do everything else, like like that can have conversations about all of it. I think it's just for me, it's a language, but yeah, I think it's. I mean, it, the expectation for us is like we were asked that question: is we're going to say American because we were raised here, right? Like there makes no sense for it. It seems very difficult for someone to answer and be like, I'm more Indian, because like being raised here, like like I mean, you kind of have to, right? Like because you you have to like your whole like the your younger years, like what you're learning from, who you're learning from are like, besides your family, are going to be the, that American culture aspect. So, like, of course, it makes a lot of sense. I think that the topic becomes, like, how much are you adopting of the Desi culture? How much are you really, like, learning about it? Or how much are you attempting, you know? Because, like, another aspect of it, too, is, like, there will be, well, I'm sure you guys have had conversations with people that are Indian that, I guess, don't even attempt, right? They don't even attempt to kind of, you know, learn the culture. Or, like, at least, like, at least try, right? Because, I mean, it's shitty to say, but, like, I understand, like, if someone says, I don't, like, I don't, you know, I don't align with it, I don't like it. Sure, understandable, right? Like, some, maybe someone says, like, who's Indian who doesn't like Indian food? I, I, I'm i sure that's a rarity, but, like, that might happen, right? Like, it, it's a possibility, but some people aren't even willing to try. So I think that that could be maybe from the parents' view, or, like, maybe that could have been their responsibility. They might have stood up on that, but, like, I, that, there, it just, there is people that are like that. So I think for, like, for anybody who's, like, who's basically, and, like, was born in, or, sorry, born or raised here, right? The aspect of trying to learn that as like learn the learn the Daisy culture and try your best to kind of you know embody that because that that truly is who you are and that's what makes you unique. That's another aspect of why you're unique per se. Um, obviously, there's so many things as to why you're unique, but that's like a huge part of who you are, right? Um, I mean, yeah. it's the most visual thing you see also like on somebody. I know that becomes a racial thing too, but like the we've talked about in the last episode, you obviously want to um uh, what's it called? Acknowledge that someone's race is part of who they are and like where they're coming from, their experiences, which we have plenty to talk about about that too, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, like definitely it's a struggle just trying to find the medium, the happy medium, and be like that chameleon that you guys are, you guys already are, which I'm trying to be, but trying to get to that point. And I feel like that's what like the and what do you guys think too? Like is that like like if you are able to balance the balance both, like you're the best, or like is there anything like that, or just like you know what I'm trying to say like. Because we're talking about the double standard, right? Like, you, would you say, like, someone who's, like, who doesn't embody all of Desi culture, they're not, like, you know, a good Desi, per se? Like, would you say that, or what are you guys thinking about that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of unfair to sort of rank right. someone like that, or just, like, ju- judge uh, if yeah, they're... Yeah, that doesn't, the, like, uh, determine your value or your worth. But it definitely, like, I mean, I will, I will say, though, that I, I mean, for myself, I love how... 
I can align with both cultures just because like that just opens up like endless possibilities for me then like like I said with the whole music thing like I could be listening to Indian music uh one song and the next song could be like American like it could be like I could go from like soft ass Indian music country on the next song but it's, uh, it's still something that flows for me just because like I align with both or like in terms of like eating Indian food one day eating American food the next uh watching an Indian movie one day and watching an American movie right after like it's just like the flow is easy for me because I align with like both of them so much so that's why like I personally I mean I, I appreciate how like I've got I've gotten to like grow in both cultures and not just like stick to one and uh like grow with that I guess Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would yeah. say the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm also the same. Like, I think I don't want people to think I'm a shitty base or anything, but like, I think that again, my only thing. That's exactly what you are. I think the only thing is the. I think for us, too, what's common is that like we do everything that we partake in those activities within our cultures. We really enjoy them too, right? We're actually like actively doing those things. So I feel like that's why like we like to like like to think that we are chameleons and we are like trying to balance both and like at least we're actively trying that's all i can say for anybody right is like to just try and attempt um and again that comes, like, like, with you i feel like you're so also good at in terms of like for you it's just a huge thing in terms of dance too right like you yeah yeah dance is like a huge part of your life and i see you doing like both like american and indian pretty well yeah i mean i didn't even think about that i totally forgot about my like me dancing but like yeah that definitely came from like my parents too actually which is like i appreciate too to that degree too is like pushing for me to do like folk dancing doing like different bollywood dancing and then even doing like i mean i never learned hip-hop and stuff like that which i wish i always did i always wish i did when i was younger but like being able to just at least let me doing that freely and openly right like that's what i like would love to have is just being able to integrate both and just like best Best male dancer of DePaul Sasa 2017, right here. Please stop, stop. Doesn't even go to DePaul. I know, that's why I'm so embarrassed. Red man came to our formal and decided to steal an award just like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, being another, another thing, right? We talk about culture actually a lot. I just, I just want to maybe delve into that just a little bit. Like, what are because Akil, you talked about going from Indian movie to uh, to Hollywood and then like songs too, right? Like, I don't know. Are there things that you like can point out in terms of like differences that are like besides like the obvious, like the language and whatever? But like, are there things that you kind of like really like about Bollywood and you really like about Hollywood or something, or like you like Bollywood more than Hollywood for some what what reason that may be? And same with the music too. What are some things that you can tell me about that? I know. Each of us can talk about that, so I'm kind of curious. What are you guys thinking? So we were talking earlier about how, like, we understand our languages relatively well, even though we can't speak it the greatest, right? Right. But, like, can any of us, like, listen to a song in our respective languages? Like, me personally, like, listening to a Malu song or a Tamil song or a Bollywood song, like, can you translate every single word like yes you listen to it because it's like a good ass song but then you like you like break it down word by word because the language in songs can you actually yeah i'm actually uh, every single word yeah yeah but it's also because like i mean this is sorry keep going no but sometimes when i listen to music i notice that the language that they use is not like conversational at all it's like oh you are a beautiful songbird let me like touch right, right. your face like it's just like so like it's not some shit you would ever say to someone it's like weird ass words that you would never say you know what i mean 
So the the thing is with like Indian music, and I, I've like I actually recently talked to someone about this, so that's why this is so like fun to talk about for me right now. Um, the thing with Indian music is it is very dramatic. Uh, like now, I, since I understand the words and all that, some of the lines and some of the words are very very dramatic, but it's also about like what kind of context you take it in. Because honestly, some of the lines are very very beautiful too, but it's also like mm-hmm. so. I mean, t- take this one. Uh, there's a, one song called. I mean the tra- the the name of the song is Tujme Rab Dikta Hai. Which yes, in, uh, I see my God in you. I see God right? in you, which is yeah. so beautiful when you think about it. Which is it. so beautiful. But then, like you know, if you had to apply, like you know, in a, in an American song, you would never say something like that because that whole sentence is just so dramatic. It's like mm. it's very very like deep and all that. And I just don't. I I would never see that in an American song. So. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to like what how you take it, I guess. Because like I mean, I will admit that like in terms of like singing and all, if you understand the terminology, if you understand like what the definition of the song is and all that, it makes singing that much easier. Can because you, you can put that much more feeling into it. So if I was singing obviously I'd be like hella deep about that shit. Because yeah, you're literally saying, "I see God in you," which is beautiful. But it, it's it's like I mean it has its pros and cons. I pros and cons. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think also like not even like because it's funny now when you think about it because it's also funny when you like see like Netflix or whatever it's whatever platform you're seeing the movie on and seeing like the the subtitles and like, you're seeing a little translation in funny. English. But an aspect, yeah, of it, the aspect of it in Hindi, for example, right? Like even if that little translation sounds like peculiar, not even because like if it's deep, but like if it's just really peculiar, like what alina was saying like what you call bird woman or something what'd you say i don't even know what you no it literally woman. like i think i don't know I, I don't even know what song i'm referencing but it's yeah, always no, some well, shit like that it's like you are yeah, yeah. a golden no, no, no. nightingale <laughs> like it's always right, some right. weird it's ass super, shit because super you wouldn't maybe like say it in like a conversation or a sentence or whatever but it's that little word in like when you're saying the sounds of it the sounding of that word in maybe Malayalam, for example would sound beautiful too, right? Itself, like maybe the word is really weird, but that word itself sounds beautiful. So sometimes, like, and culturally speaking too, like it's okay to put it in a song because, like, at the end, like it just sounds, it just sounds really nice. Like maybe like how it rolls up. It's a part of like the language is how it sounds, right? Like the phonetic aspect of it too. So like that's another part. Maybe like why sometimes those songs are very like, you know, shit. Like you don't even think twice about it sometimes because it just sounds really nice. It goes with it. Sometimes it's just because it rhymes too, right? Um, but and I think like that's a different like huge thing and like. We talk about songs too, like all the songs we know about. Literally, we first, I mean, some most of the time we first hear about it or see it is in the movies. See, that's a huge difference that I know we could talk about for days too. Is Bollywood movies, any any they see like movies, right? There always is gonna be song numbers within the movie. It doesn't have to be. It's every every movie is a musical, but like I don't want to say the word musical because like 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 in, like in the U.S. like musicals are different and like that's a very different thing, but. Like, every movie has songs, and I think I love that shit so much. Because I actually like that. I think, like, maybe it's because, like, I'm watching so many so many Daisy movies when I'm younger. But, like, I definitely love that shit a lot. Seeing the dancing, seeing the actors trying to dance. And, like, you know, the songs are just usually really awesome, too. Like, they're, I mean, just seeing the, just seeing, like, the sad songs, the happy songs, the lit songs. Like, you know, all that's, like, being able to see that variety of, like, you know, the, the emotions that evoke, that are evoked with each song in the movie is super solid. And, like... Because, again, I just, because I love dance, that's another aspect of why I like the song, the Bollywood song. I just like all the songs in, like, with Daisy movies is because the dancing aspect of it. And you don't... Oh, you like dancing, dude? Huh? You like dancing? 
That's that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that. I do like dancing. If you can't tell, um, that's me no, so like that's another. I mean, that's my, at least my personal reason again why I like it so much because you don't see that with every with every Hollywood movie. And you gotta like watch movies or musicals like La La Land per se, like Mamma Mia to see any kind of dancing really. That's like you know with a song per se. Um, but yeah, what else do you guys? What else do you guys like think about that? And like you know, songs too in movies. Like anything else you guys want to point out um, that you guys really align with or like like better or is better? You know. I mean, I, I like the songs in movies too. Not gonna lie, but also like at times you just kind of just want to watch the movie. So that's why like, I do appreciate that in American movies too. How like it's just the plot and that's about it. Sure. Um, but also like I mean, I I know I also like talked about how like some of the songs in Bollywood are like beautiful and like some of the like the lyrics are amazing. But then they also have songs where they, you guys know that one song he literally says, "Tera pyar pyar pyar." Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, that's what I said, bro. It's just because it rhymes and it just. I heard that song. I was like, yo, at me. <laughs> Wait, was that Himish Russian yet? Is that who, who sang that song? Uh, I actually don't know. I I, I, I just know it was. Uh, I know the picturization. It was Akshay Kumar in the song, but like. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It's Akshay Kumar. But like, I just remember him. His is the nasal voice, bro. Like you gotta close your nose, and that's what he sounds like, like when he sings. The song is lit, though. I like, I love this song. But when you think about it, what does that mean? Why does he just say hookah bars just like that? Is it? Or, like, I know there's a song this year called Coca Cola Two. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell does that yeah, mean? Honestly, bro, it's just catchy, bro. It's. I mean, there's also that same aspect with any music too, like in the U.S. too, like. Like, Buddy says, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. That same phrase over and over again. What the fuck? Or man? yummy, like Justin Bieber, yummy. Oh, right, right, right. You guys ever see that video of, uh, I think there's some, like, Indian singing show, and these two, like, chubby twins are singing Gucci gang. <laughs> oh, man. I think we're gonna, we might have to post that on our page, just because it, it was, like, the most beautiful thing. Be I, I cried, dude. It was so beautiful. Crazy. Um, I know. Let's. I know. Like we're talking about some like lighthearted stuff, but I, we never talked about really like the values aspect too. Um, is there anything that you guys like think you know, um, that you align with kind of well, and like you know, are differences that you can you kind of point out in terms of values being from a Desi, um, Desi home? Like, are there specific values that you've been taught? That I guess that you don't see. You know, actually, just taught in the American culture, really, and maybe stuff that you align with more. Maybe. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that too? So, being American, like, our society is very individualistic, right? It's all about you, but in Asia, I feel like it's a very collectivist society. Like, you care more about the larger group, the bigger picture. Um, I feel like that's, like, I mean, a large reason that um, the pandemic kind of panned out the way that it did because of the view here where like kind of every man for himself like oh if i want to you know go outside get a haircut get my nails done whatever without a mask i'll go do it because i don't give a shit about everyone i don't care about who i'll cough on or whatever and that's why people get sick and the cases rise but india like did you see how india handled it Uh like barely any deaths like barely any cases and i feel like they're gonna go like their sense of normalcy will be restored much faster than ours will and that's because of like that different just perspective that they have 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I, I mean, I really respect that. That's something mm-hmm. I kind of wish we would adopt more, but we just don't mm-hmm. really see it that way here. Like me, just like growing up in my family, like in my household, even like I've been taught to care more about other people before I think about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously not everyone is the same way. Especially, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the whole like situation in terms of the virus too, because actually now that I think about it, I do realize that like, I don't remember which celebrity it was. Um, uh, if I remember right, I think it was uh, the the lady who played uh, the Wasp from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm. Yeah, um, Evangeline, Evangeline. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, Evangeline. Lilly. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. Okay, so I heard what she like in the first like month or month and a half of like this whole quarantine situation. She said something about how like to her. And her, uh, to her, uh, her freedom and her kids' freedom is more important than like the virus, which is so crazy to me because I feel like in India you don't really have a choice. Every, in India, everyone was in union about whatever's like going on. They were so ready to just like stay in and just like make sure that they get past this as soon as possible. So right, yeah, like it's definitely a sense of community more than the sense of the individual for sure there, or even like how we have sort of had that here too like i feel like we've always been more about helping each other out and being happy for each other rather than just like our personal accomplishments mm-hmm. yeah right. i think uh we like you talked about the individualistic uh lifestyle that we have in you know america like i think another huge part that we learned and we're like kind of it's great into our minds is the aspect of you know um i don't know if, is nuclear family the right word i don't know when it's like everyone's like together almost like always yeah families with each other or even not even sending family like the elder generations are always with each other we're always surrounded mm-hmm. by family and, and in the household as well right it's and it also goes hand in hand with the other value of respecting elders right there's a huge humongous strike on oh, that huge yeah there's not even like the aspect of talking about it we visibly see it right like when you're walking in a room we all have done this before asking for the blessings you know asking for the ashirvada when you first walk in and just like doing simple greetings or just doing the proper salutations even and just like doing the extra going the extra mile but i don't want to say extra mile because that means like it's like forced but it's almost at this point like we're doing it because we truly respect you know the elder being that's in that room um that aspect is obviously there too also when we're at the table or the matriarch or the patriarch for example sitting at the end of the table in the first you know round of the meals too and like obviously with their grandparents too right when you when you see them um they're staying here for an extended period of time and for me specifically like my grandparents live with me right so the aspect of taking care of your elders as well um i like I can, I mean, I, I know my, it's like weird for me to say, but like, I do like really like that aspect. I know like I'm saying it's weird because like, I guess that I learned that way and that's why I'm saying that. But I also just, even if I didn't learn it, I think that's just something like it should just be every human being should be doing just because when you think about it in retrospect, put away the, the culture bias of it, but just literally think about that. And it's in this literal sense, like you, shouldn't we be taking care of the elder population? You're specifically not even just normal elders we're talking about your own family elders right we're talking about your own grandparents like you know why do you why are some of the cultures where it's not even taken upon themselves to really take care of them they're your like that's your family that's your blood and yet some people end up putting them and i don't want i know this sounds like i'm shitting on like other families to put you know your grandparents in um you know uh, assisted living and stuff like that and again that situations are very different i understand that but for me like i just don't understand that a little bit just because the more vulnerable people, the more susceptible people should be the ones that are looked care- taking care of the most in retrospect. So I think that's for sure, like, for me, like, I abide and I align to that so much. And I actually really like that about our culture, that we are, like, 
very fitting in terms of respecting our elders and really like you know i just i mean me personally too like it definitely like hurts like i don't know if you saw shit what is it called is it bogman i, f- I forgot if that's what it's called the movie Where, with, amitabh yeah amitabh bachan you're right, right. No, it's i've like, never seen it but I know it's a him. fantastic movie so like that's literally about him and his wife not being taken care of they're like their children they have three sons and they're like their families their wives and them and their son their sons and their their sons and the sons wives weren't willing to take care of them um after like the the father amitabh bachan retired and it was literally all three of them didn't want to take the responsibility of taking care of their parents but they were so willing to always ask them for money and ask for that support but they couldn't give that support back and again that was it was super super like emotional watching that because the husband and wife, Amitabh Bachchan and his wife, I forget the actress's name, but literally they had to separate from each other for like a month or two or three months or like actually six months, half a year. Like for half a year, they had to separate for the first time in their lives, like of their married life. So you can imagine like the culture where they're dependent on each other and living with each other, their own children forced them to be separated. Like one child, one child could not take upon themselves to take care of them. Um, I know they're super serious, but like I just I just think like that like the movie opened my eyes a lot in terms of that too. I mean, I didn't really need to before because I was always I've always wanted to like when I get older be able to take care of my parents because I mean in our situation specifically too like the amount of struggle they've gone through right like I just feel like there's no debt that can be really repaid. I don't think I can ever repay that, but doing the least that we can right. Um, again, I just wanted to point that out in terms of like culturally speaking the values aspect like there's a huge portion of that like I I align with really well and I like think that should just be something that we all embody really just as human beings but yeah what else what do you guys think too like any other values you guys specifically see or talk about the ones i even talked about really if there's anything you personally like your personal experiences with it yeah my friends have also emphasized like respecting your elders um there's this expectation like of me being like the oldest in my family and like being a girl also like i'm expected to kind of be a good host when people come over and also like when i do go to like family parties and whatnot um there's this expectation of me to go and say hi to like every single person there even though like i will probably you know resort to like chilling with my cousins and we'll like watch like whatever game is on tv or watch netflix or something the whole day like i do have to go and check in on everyone like even though i'm not going to spend the whole evening with them like i've just been raised to you know pay attention to every single person in my family and like know that they are like cared for i guess Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh no, I I completely agree. I think it's all it, it is kind of unfair to maybe call out other cultures just because they don't do this, but because like is this how like that's that's what the cultural norm is, I guess. But I mean, like you said, Sid, I I do love how our culture actually has those sort of traits in terms of like respecting elders and all that. I I'm I know like I've seen so many jokes on like social media about how like when we were younger and we'd go and we'd go to like a, a a white friend's house and they'd be like kind of disrespectful with their parents and we'd just be like what the hell like i could never get away with shit like that and it like i at the same time though you know i mean that's that's a good thing we couldn't get away with shit like that because that's what made us like grow into more respectful adults rather than ones that felt maybe sort of entitled or something um but yeah i mean i i, I definitely have to say even though other cultures don't have it it's just that they're it's just their norm but i do really like how we have this extra sense of respect for everyone because that's how we were raised in our culture then well i mean is there any other values you guys like want to point out though i can't really um i mean like i 
I think the aspect of like our religion to our not our religion, um, mine and Akil's religion. If we're going to talk about that to a certain degree too, like I know actually not even not our religion. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about like. Yeah, I think I'll get to no, not even religion. Sorry. I'm, well, my like what I'm about to say is not like super religion actually. It was just about to say like um, I meant to say like in India specifically that Desi aspect that Desi culture it's it's super nice to see like the acceptance of all the religions, right? Like we in India we see a multitude of cultures even cultures within each region but then like the religion aspect is crazy to be like how we how many different religions we do see um and like the acceptance of other religions and the support of other religions i mean obviously that another talk can be it's not like like even though they accept a lot of religions the caste system is obviously an issue there in terms mm-hmm. of like we don't want to talk about race and stuff like there's actually a caste system so that's obviously an issue but um not to get all we don't need to get all political about that but yeah i think like another aspect and values of of you know a culture is accepting all the other ones you know and accepting all the other religions and like embodying them and then also like you know supporting them being there and like, giving that support and then also like the food aspect of it's crazy too because like you see like the influence from all the different cultures and religions not religions but cultures um and then even like we see like influence from like our like other countries per se because um i mean there's there's some like you know there's blatancy in that where like People like we see the Pakistan influence. At least I do. There's a lot of Pakistani influence in in Hyderabad when it comes to Hyderabad when it comes to biryani and stuff like that. That there's that aspect of food, and that's why there's a huge influence from there. Um, but I think that's another thing as to why I like they see cultures because we are like I'm eating food from North India. I'm eating food from South India. I'm eating food that is straight from Kerala. Actually, that is something that's originated there, like some kind of breakfast food, right? Like I like to see that a lot of those things happen in my even in my daily life here, right? Like sometimes I eat idli, sometimes I eat dosa, sometimes I eat you know butter i mean i'm sometimes eating butter paneer for lunch or something you know what i mean like i just like that that we have like so many different things that people will eat being as a desi person because it's not limited to like where you are specifically in india it's like you eat everything you, you will end up eating everything too because they're all accepted everywhere so um i know that's not too much values based but um it turns out like just like that you know the the culture aspect of it and i'm sure we could talk about food too right guys like being able to go back and forth and like dealing with that and i'm sure we've had like our own struggles with that when it comes to like eating indian food like at school or something right like someone always has to make a comment on the food you're eating the smell of it or something oh, so man. like there's yeah. that aspect of that and trying to find that balance and like like the, the regret that i have in terms of that is just like wishing like i don't know i i don't think i ever really like what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't, like, for me, I used to ask my mom to, like, oh, make this, make that, you know, that, like, this, make pasta, make this and that. It really wasn't, to a certain degree, wasn't to eat that food because I fucking love that shit more than Indian food. It's literally, to a certain degree, it's shitty to say, but, like, just so I can be more accept- accepted during lunchtime or just, like, not hear the fucking ridicule and that yeah. shit, you know? Like, it, it, I don't know why you guys, what do you, you guys have anything, like, personally or anything, like, you want to talk about that? Like, I'm sure we all had something, right? I, um, in, well, before I moved to our current house, I actually still lived in Naperville. Um, I went to a different school, though, like, in downtown Naperville itself. And uh, I remember in first grade, like, my mom, I do remember her making, like, Indian food and giving me, like, just, you know, rolled up, like, chapati for, like, lunch sometimes and, like, whatever else. But then she would try to, like, make, like... Um, but I do remember... I was Wait, Alina, freaking stop. excited. Stop. Um, oh, is... Yeah, what's up? You cut off and I muted for you no, for a second. Oh, really? Um, no, I didn't like mute you, but you were just like quiet. It, like, what did anyone just mm-hmm. Um, speak right now? I'm trying to hear if you can hear you. 
Yeah, I can hear. No, you you can hear us, but it's like cutting up for you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Start. Yeah, you can talk again from the rolling up the parat chapatis or something. I forget what you said. Yeah. My. Wait, where did I start? Just start again, like oh, like you're talking. Just start from uh, how you go to different school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so before I moved to my current house in Naperville, I lived in Naperville still, but I like went to school in downtown Naperville. So we, I remember up until like first grade, my mom would try to like pack lunches for me and they would be like, you know, like a rolled up chapati with like whatever else. And like, sometimes she'd try to make like tiny little finger sandwiches and fruit and whatever. And then I remember the one day that I was so, so excited is the day that she did not give me my standard lunch. She actually just got me Lunchables, and that was probably the best day of my life. I was just so excited to like make my own whatever it was, like the little ham and cheese sandwiches with the crackers, or like the little mini pizza. Like that was probably the best day of my life. And for whatever reason, it's just because like I don't know if it was because like of that the stereotype and like the judgment I get from kids that were sitting next to me at lunch, or if I was just excited to have something different for once. It was kind of like a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think I have much to contribute here because, like, as far as I remember, like, I'm pretty sure my mom just tried to, like, even if, even if there was any, like, traces of, like, Indian food, it was, like, American food with a hint of, like, Indian sort of, like, touch on it. So, I don't know, like, the way my mom makes, like, omelets is, like, a bit different because it's, like, more of an, of an Indian-style omelet. I don't know how to explain that, but it just is. So... That's how I used to, like, but I mean, you know, like, when I, when I used to take that to school, like, an Indian-style omelet, I'd obviously get questions here and there about, like, oh, what is that? Why is that? Why does an omelet look like that sort of thing? But I don't think I ever really had a chance to feel embarrassed by it, because my mom actually was, like, pretty intent on making sure that, like, I didn't get too many questions about that. So it'd be, like, a sandwich or, like, omelet, something like that every single day, but... Not gonna lie, when I when I got to take lunchables to school, those days were always like a lot better than the rest. I used to love making those little pizzas. That was my favorite lunchables by yeah. far. Yeah, definitely lunchables. They I remember at one point they started making those lunchables that were bigger, and they had like water bottles with it, or like you know like juice with it, and like have extra snacks with it. Like they got bigger and bigger. Like the lunchables used to be just that tray, but then they started making them into boxes, and I was like, shit, that's a full ass meal too. Back in the day, that could feed me, but. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like, do you guys have anything else in terms of, like, you know, anything else you want to talk about, about, you know, handling that double standard or being able to balance both? Any, like, ending remarks on that, kind of? Because we did, we went through a lot, and there's a lot to talk about when we're talking about, you know, anything, first of all, anything talking about culture is a lot because there's so many aspects of it, but now we're talking about two different cultures and, like, balancing both, so there's definitely a lot to unpack, but anything you guys want to end on, kind of, in terms of, like, you know, your last parting words? Um, I don't know, maybe advice? I feel like growing up, I I feel like I stuck out more when I was younger because it takes a certain amount of, like, maturity mm -hmm. and knowing your culture to be able to own it when you're older, right? So when you're a kid, you're like, oh, what is the real meaning of, like, being Indian American? You don't really, you just, like, feel, like, super different here in school and, like, obviously during attendance in school, you're like, oh, like, they can't pronounce my name and, like, people laugh at me when I bring my roti for lunch and shit like that. Like, that's what it is when you're growing up. But now, like, 
when you are more educated, know your culture, both your cultures really well, I feel like you kind of own both and you don't have that same feeling of like sticking out the way you did before. That's how I feel personally. I feel like I have kind of like equal ownership of both. Like, do I ever, like, will I ever feel like I belong to one more than the other? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just like, it's better than it mm-hmm. used to be. I can, I can, def- I can definitely like, uh, back that up a little. Uh, I remember like, I mean, well, I think one thing I've kind of forgot to mention actually yeah. was like how, like the first like 12 years of my life, like until like sixth grade, I think I only primarily listened to like Indian music just because I didn't know much about like American music. Uh, after middle school started, I, I don't know what happened, but I just like yeah. completely shifted to English music and like basically like, American music only just because like I felt a need to fit in. So that's why I would only listen to that. And I, I was almost like embarrassed by like Indian music, I feel like. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what clicked after that, but it's like somehow I finally found like a middle ground between both. And like at the end of the day, it's just like about what you enjoy, what you want to do. I don't think it's like right for us to really like judge anyone that's like, I don't know, in, in your head, in your eyes, like too Indian or too whitewashed. At the end of the day, they're going to do what they enjoy. And that's fine. As long as you're like accepting of the other side, of whatever side you're on, you just got to be accepting of the other side and understand where they come from too. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are all great things, like, in terms of, like, you know, uh, educating the next generation, too. Is like, even, like, what if you have younger siblings or, like, you know, young kids you know about, like, the aspect is that all there's, it's always going to be a struggle, like, especially if you're not, your family is not from, you know, the U.S., if they're not born in the U.S., or at least if your predecessors weren't in part of the U.S., that it's just, regardless of what, you know, where you're from, like, it's a part of trying to, like, figure your way out through, you know, living in the U.S. is, like, it has its benefits and, you know, disadvantages, benefits, you know, and, like, its challenges as well, because being a part of the U.S., there are so many cultures you're around, there's so many things, and there is, it is getting better in terms of accepting all of it, and it is called that melting pot, because there, we see so many different immigrants from different countries, and that's the awesome part about that. Um, it, the I guess the downfall is, is because there are so many, you know, being able to accept becomes a little difficult, because it's clashing with that American culture as well, and that's not even just with AC culture, but that's what I was trying to get at. But again, like, I think for me, I just, all I can say is just try to, just, just to learn. I just try, you know? I mean, like, there, I hate when I hear, like, people that aren't trying and maybe there is some other reason behind it. But that is, that kind of makes who you are. Being Daisy, per se, if we're talking about ABCD, is like, you are, you are Daisy and you're also American. So you gotta, you gotta try your best, if you can, to embody, like, I know it's a kind of a label. I don't want to say it's a, I don't want it to be a label, but that's part of who you are and try to accept it or try to learn um if because you don't know if you like it right like you know back in the day we i mean i don't know about what you guys but for me like maybe when i was younger i didn't align with it too well maybe i didn't like it too well just because maybe like like i was talking about right now is like the the backlash getting from it and all like, the scrutiny you get from being a different culture but now i fucking love that shit because like i get to be different i get to be unique because of that things and also it worked out that i love that shit too right but like it's crazy because a lot of the passions i find now were because of my basic culture right like Dancing for me specifically started because of watching movies and dancing to Indian music. So it's kind of crazy because that's what kind of bridged that gap for me to find my love for dancing and whatever uh, songs it might be. And then, no, nah, I mean, another fun fact, I don't know if you guys know this, but like I used to do Carnatic singing too. I used to do classical Indian singing. That kind of bridged me to like classical singing. Yeah, I was like when I was younger, I actually did it for my sister. Sisters aren't gay I actually performed. 
I sang uh, th- some classical Indian music. But that bridged me to also like liking music really in a weird way. It did because I mean back in the day we were listening to a bunch of like Tayo Cruz like in middle school and like you know the hip, like the pop music or whatever. But I never like listened to it like actively. But it's because of the classical singing that kind of brought me to music as well. Um, and to this day, I wish I I continue to do classical music because like classical singing honestly prepares you so well to sing any type, style of music because the range that's involved with doing classical music and it's like that aspect of doing a thalam. You know, doing the beat on your hand and like the different things is super, super beautiful. So, yeah. I mean, what I'm trying to say is you, you got to try yeah. because you have no idea where it's going to take you. And like, give it the chance because that is who you are at the end of the day. It's part of your what you're visibly look like. So I think like Akil said, too, like, you know, the, everyone's going to do what they can and just try your best in terms of learning who you are, what you align with. And shit, who knows? Maybe you don't align with the DC culture as much as a different culture. Because I know, we know, like, a lot of people that, you know, who are maybe, like, have a D.C. background, but align with more of a different culture, or who knows, even follows a religion that isn't prominent in D.C. culture, too. Like, that's another aspect of culture. So, you know, the beauty in the U.S. is you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. So, be who you want to be. Yeah. Be who you want to be. <laughs> B-A-R-B-I-E. Uh, Thank you for spawning that out, dude. We really needed I that. Think, that. That's a commercial. It's a commercial break. We need to have sponsors. Dude, if we had sponsors, we could do breaks like that. We'd be making money off the shit. <laughs> uh, I like what you said, time. though, about, um, uh, you know how you did, like, classical singing and dance? Like, I actually did, like, one or two years of, like, classical dancing, bar not young. And then um, I actually did classical singing too. Not a very well-known fact about me, oh but that's because my God, mom was like, learning this. "Yeah, you learned that about both of us today." Yeah, I like I barely know you guys. I feel like. Look, yeah, you know that. Like, you just said that shit about the, the the thalum. I was like, hell yeah, 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 yeah. Like three, four years yeah. actually. Yeah, just uh, with, on your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did that for like three, four years, and like. Yeah. Now, would I consider myself to be a singer? No. <laughs> would I consider myself to be a dancer? Definitely not. <laughs> However, I definitely have, like, a greater appreciation for both things. And I feel like I kind of have, like, an eye for those things just because of, like, I guess the not really intensive, but just, like, the extent of training I had when I was right. little. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know, when you said, um, do I consider myself to be a dancer, the first thing that comes to my head is that video of you falling on stage and having oh, to be, like, dragged. thanks. Away. Thank you so much for exposing yeah. me to all these listeners. Was that? Was of that course, it's my job. When was that? Yeah. So that was like our dress rehearsal freshman year ISA show. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't like on the real day because that would be mortifying. But oh man, that kind of ruins the story. I thought that was on the real oh, day. No, was it was a dress day. rehearsal. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, not as embarrassing as me being a fucking janitor and consecutive being in a cleaning role for consecutive uh, ISA shows. That wasn't embarrassing though. That was iconic. <laughs> I can't believe I was fucking labor worker. No one else can pull that off like you did, for real. Well, guys, I think I think we're we're almost done with this episode. I know we talked about our main topic for this episode. I'm sure we can start wrapping it up and finish with our. Weekly segment, Ba-ba-da-da. our trio of the week. Trio Anybody want to take the reins in introducing this one? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so 
Damn, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I actually don't remember what our trio was. So uh, I'm gonna just take the yeah. One of you I'm gonna take the executive points. decision of going okay, with cool. the iCarly iconic trio for this week. Um, wait, we already didn't we do that? We already did week? that. Yeah. Someone take the reins away from him. Someone yeah, take we him have to take the reins away real quick. You are on crack, boy. Right. We, okay, this hey, is what we I'm decided. Gonna take the Don't even we cut this out. Let, let people... <laughs> What made you think I'm going to take this out? There's no chance. Maybe I want to be a part of it. But you know what, Sid? I'll lessen the blow on you. We're going to stick to a Nickelodeon theme. Yes. Uh, shout out to our friend Ritika uh, Jane, as Sid would say it back in high school. It's but actually, now, Ritika Jane. Now it is Rickita. Rick Oh, it's Rickita. Okay, all right. Shout out to Rickita Jane. <laughs> For this idea of SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward. Yeah, okay. Oh. So now that I introduced it, I don't got to go first anymore. So one of you guys oh, go first. I was first. supposed to introduce, I fucked up. Uh. All right, well, I think we all know, just because of his blunder earlier, that only one oh, of us can be Patrick. Patrick. And it has to be, as he told us how to pronounce his name, Siddhar Rabula. Rabula. <laughs> it is Patrick. He is Patrick Star. No, you don't. You don't make it. You don't make it more like Patrick. The way he like said it so confidently too. It, it wasn't even like he was unsure. And he went in with that. He just said it so confidently. We're gonna go with the oh, iCarly crew. This is Patrick. You are Patrick. I mean, I, I mean, besides the blunder, yeah. I guess I don't know if you take account the blunder that I guess I'm Patrick, but I guess. You're wearing pink right now, too. What the? Oh. I guess that counts. Just true. What? You're not wearing... Like, what are you? Like, Squidward? You have the same color of his house. I'm Squidward. I'm Squidward. I guess... Okay, so I'm if I'm Patrick, so why am I Patrick besides the blood? Anything else that you can talk about in terms of me being Patrick? Mm. You wait for me when I go to work. <laughs> when I go to work, I'm going to my house watching movies and... TV eating donuts. I remember that episode. His work. <laughs> and when I come home, I ask you, "What do you do when I'm at work?" And you're gonna tell me you wait, wait for, me for you to come, to come back. Yeah. So wholesome. Okay, so I guess I'm Patrick. I do say then, I get, I can be blatant at times. Um, I am wearing pink right now, and I do say some funny shit. I like to say I think I think I do say some funny shit. I keep it one hundred. Okay, what about you guys? What do you think, Leather? So, what do you think? I think... Uh, ooh, interesting. Hmm, I think... Alina, I just, want, I just want to put it out there that whoever he calls Spongebob is his best friend. So, it's not. Um, not, that the stakes Actually, are, not that the stakes are any higher here, oh, but I just want oh, to put it out there. Because <laughs> I was going to say Alina only because like the aspect of... I feel like you get the Squidward vibes at times because you get annoyed of us. Things. You get annoyed of us, and like you definitely have a really, really low tolerance for people being annoying. <laughs> and it's the funniest shit watching you lash out at people because that's not how you are. But it's just funny because you do get annoyed, and I can really name out names if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. But the amount of the, the trigger it'll give you is funny. But yeah, I think that's the only reason why I'm saying Alina, and I'm not. Really I, I want to hear one. Just call one. Who who annoys you? 
yeah, just call out one Ele- person Elena, as long as it's not gonna like. Elena Koiklis for sure annoys you. I definitely annoy you. Um, who else? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say anybody. <laughs> I'm gonna get this shit. Yeah, maybe I don't want to say any more names. But okay, so we're trying to. Let me get to Alina. Alina's de- okay. Okay, fuck, dude. Alina's SpongeBob too because she does some dumb shit, bro. Some head ass shit. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, I do head-ass shit like Spongebob. I feel like Spongebob... If if Spongebob was ever in, like, a group chat, I feel like he would be the one that people ignore and or, like, roast the whole time. And I feel like I'm that person. Oh, yeah. You say say some things at the wrong times, bro. It's just funny as hell. You just know how to... You just know how to say the goofiest shit at the worst times. Even the fact of you just saying... You said, what did you even say in this chat, like, that we have here? Like, what did you even say? Like, hello, baby girl. Like, what the fuck? Why are we trying to get on call? You out here chatting shit in this Discord shit. But, She accidentally sent that to our group then instead of the, uh, you know, some of the many hosts she has yes, out there. Sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I have hosts. So it's not really based on our dynamic, but it's just, like, individually, like, we kind of do a line. With some of the characters, I don't know what else. Like, you know, you guys any other reasoning? Wait, like, Akil, you gotta say what, who, like, why do you think or who do you think? Who do you think you are? Because uh, did you think you were uh, SpongeBob? No, I, I honestly, I, I would have put myself in the Squidward category as well. I, I do get, I, I do have a very low tolerance for BS, so I do get pissed off pretty quickly here and there. Also, I mean, depends on the mood too, but yeah. I think I get like mad a lot more often than you guys do, for sure. They get under your skin, bro. And if you play the clarinet too, I mean, I don't know if you ever did, but if you play the clarinet, then no, fuck that. I'm not a nerd. That's fucked up, That's fucked up bro. Were you ever in band or orchestra? Actually, I was in band, but only for like a year. Uh-huh. And I played, uh, I played percussion. So I was on the bitch. drums. Oh wow! That ain't real. It ain't a real instrument. Sid, but when you mention it, I do like yeah, I do remember like more than a few times where I had to like, like calm you down or like yell at you just because you were pissing me off. So yeah, that, that does make sense. Yeah, you just are, you know, you're just an uptight bitch, you know. Not kidding. <laughs> I definitely did annoy you, I for sure, because uh, I'd be I'd be saying a lot. But that's the difference between Pat. Patrick doesn't say a lot, but he just be saying some stupid shit and likes to annoy people at sometimes. Uh, shout out to uh, 2017 dance years, right? When I had to call you out, like, multiple dance My classes. My best dance year, I was getting yelled at a kill by a kill the most. So who's really the best dancer? I mean, it's just still me. I got the award, but... Shut up, man. I mean, what else? Did I think you guys have anything else to say? Because I think we're good. We did our trio of the week. We have, uh, yeah. I don't know what else we want to say, but... Hopefully you guys stayed this long... Whatever people are listening to this point, we I love you. I can't believe you sat through an hour of this shit. But I hope you got to, like, if you are Daisy, you got to learn some things. Maybe laugh with us, too, because there's some shit we've been through. And, like, also being able to, like, you know, connect and relate with us. Because there's just a lot we've been through. Specifically, um, being a ABCD. You know, not many people know that term. So, it is goofy to say now that I'm saying it out loud. But, I don't know, guys. I think it's a good episode. We kind of... Kind of revealed some things. I revealed. Akil finally learned that me and Alina actually are trained singers. So I think that's we a are. good takeaway. Yeah. I got I got competition now, don't yes, I? Sir. Yes, Damn. sir. I mean, I can just do the thalam in the background. And if you just want to sing, I don't know if I can sing anymore, but 
I had like the wrong scene of um, band geeks that episode, you know, like Patrick on the piano and then me singing. Like that is real. That happened. The sweet victory. That's that's what the song was. I do remember this super well. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey, it said is mayonnaise an instrument? I don't know it what is. it is. It is an instrument. And so is horseradish. <laughs> so is horseradish. All right, guys. I think I said. I think with that, that's a good time to end because it is twelve fifteen. We're talking about horseradish being instrument. So, time to all my off. friendos. We'll see you next week. We love next you. Week, all my ABCs. All my ABCs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe see you next week if we have good ideas. All my ABCs. Anybody can dance. That's another one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up.